Oh, now we're going. Now we're cooking with gas. Why do people say that? Uh, because gas is a powerful way to cook. Okay. Yeah. Mm, weird. Is it weird? I think so. <laughs> I think it's a little weird. I don't think it's very weird. Ooh. Now we're cooking. I guess because it implies that you were cooking with a different thing yeah. and then switched to gas. Yeah. But I think it probably like... I don't I don't think that it comes from like a stove and oven situation. Mm. I think it comes from like a outside cooking like on a grill situation mm. where you have like multiple different ways to heat something yeah. and if you like put add gas to it then it you know okay. becomes like more efficient and stuff like I that. I see. Yeah. Okay. I think that makes it make a little bit more sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's just my assumption. That's the first time I've really thought about it too much. It sort of just intuitively or implicitly <laughs> makes sense based off of the, you know, context yeah. and the, you know, the actual literal interpretation doesn't matter so much. But I don't know. Because, like, when I think about it, I'm, like, comparing, like, cooktops, gas stove stressed me out a little bit. I don't like the open flame. Yeah, because it's so, it's so much bigger. It's, yeah. All, it, everything cooks faster. Yeah, I can basically cook anything I want on, like, low there. Yeah. I ba I basically transitioned out of introducing heat to rice once it's boiled because it just I always overcook it if yeah. I do that. Um but that's not None the of cold open. The cold open. I guess we'll have to keep it though cuz we don't have a lot of time. Oh, okay. So at the school that I was working at there was like this boomer um religious education teacher. Yeah. He was so outdated. Um, and he would show students like these really corny Christian videos on one of those like old film projectors. Oh. And he would even make the kids like take off their hats while they were watching, you know, like out of respect. Yeah. Um, and so for a real on God, no cap. I do remember you telling <laughs> me this one. I have nothing to say about it. One, two, <laughs> three, four. No notes. It's a great joke. A lot of people in the comments are saying that it's bad. Well, that's because it's people on Reddit, yeah. which means white people in their like <laughs> mid-20s to 30s. Yeah. And for real, on God, or it's just on God, no, no for it's, real. No, it's for real, on God, on God no, no cap. cap. Yeah. That's just, that's just like young slang, black, like black slang as well. Yeah. So they just, they're biased against young people and black people. And so they just, they're just like, that's the bad, bad, bad thing that you're referencing. You know, <laughs> it's like people on Reddit could hear a really good joke, but if it's about women's empowerment, they wouldn't be into it. Attention, bad jokes, dad jokes, and puns that just don't work. The doctor will see you now. Hello, everyone. I'm Evan Diem. This is Evan Diem's Joke Doctor, a podcast brought to you by a 29-year-old. It was my birthday yesterday. And He's so big now. I've suddenly, I've grown. I've grown. I'm now six. He's a big kid. Years. Plus 13. I'm a big kid now. I eat my macaroni and cheese with a fork uh, mm. instead of a spoon, like you have to until you're 28. 
And this is a podcast where my co-host Sarah Hi. finds m- macaroni on the ground and brings it to me. Metaphorical macaroni. That is a joke. The joke that is macaroni and it's on the ground and I sort of like see if I can blow off the stuff that's on it. And Remember that one time I took you to the airport and there was like a really tiny toy on the ground. I picked it up and I tried to hand it to you and you're like, don't pick up things off the ground. And you made me put it back down. N- first of all, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> you can't interrupt a man in the middle of an extended metaphor. <laughs> Third, that sounds like me. <laughs> that happens to me all the time. That's happened to me with Opal. O- Opal will pick up something and I'll be like, that's a dirty knife. <laughs> that's like one of the most iconically dangerous things to pick up. It's like, you, I mean, at that point, you might as well run with it. But like, do you remember what the toy was? It was like a teeny tiny... Um like little guy Hmm. yeah no yeah he was like in perfect condition like i feel like he'd like just fallen out of some kid's pocket i don't remember this but i just like there's no world in which i need to be holding that i i think you also have this tendency of being like this is for you now hold it (laughs) which is just like you do that when you bring things to my house yeah that go in the fridge well i want you to see them first yeah and i see them with my eyeballs and then i'm just like yeah okay cool acknowledged so sarah brings me pieces of metaphorical macaroni and then i dust it off and see if it's edible and if it's not edible i put it in the garbage can and that macaroni that macaroni that's jokes that's what this podcast is what do you do if the macaroni is edible eat it even though it's from the ground in this metaphor yeah Mm. that's how you that's how you know it has to be good okay because if i'm gonna eat something off the ground Honestly, it's one of those things where if I just push through it mentally, it's fine. <laughs> but I don't. I just choose not to push through it mentally mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Do we have emails? Oh, yeah. Emails. We have an email from Katie Warren that says, Re Garfield on the face of Jesus. Hello, lovely pals. Hi, I'm Katie a- Warren. I'm afraid I, I don't have... You. Sorry, continue. Okay. I'm afraid I don't have a joke to share. Just wanted to say I think this is a really great episode of your podcast, and I enjoyed listening to it even more than regular. It has so many perfect Sarah laughs, and I'm thankful for Evan's staunch ba- staunch ban on the sound I bet I would have hated to hear. Mm-hmm. And I just got to the part where you asked about buying stress toys with Patreon money. I want to voice my support of Sarah's dream, but also I'm not one of your patrons. And if Mm. becoming one puts me at a higher risk of receiving one of these toys, I think that that would reverse incentivize me to join. Cheers, Katie. (laughs) Patreon.com slash joke doctor. You can sign up for $1, $2, or $3 a month or $100 a month. Yeah, that's joke tier. Don't do that. You can do it for one month. Did you buy the toys? No. Oh, okay. I don't have access to the Patreon money. You do. Yeah, but like you could do it. I guess. I don't know where it goes. I think to buy PayPal, but I haven't checked. Okay. Yeah. Why is whiskey not as popular anymore? Hmm. Is it something to do with, like, because it's aged? Mm, no. No. It is the name of a drink. It's... A cocktail, I think. Sour? No. Oh. Oh, because it's old-fashioned. Yes. Okay. Nice. People think it's old fashioned. That's one of the that's one of the ones that I know. Um, old fashioned. Yeah. 
I don't know what it is, but I know that it's like whiskey. A thing. Whiskey, and you leave it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think there's a big ice cube in it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I think whiskey gets a big ice cube. I think that's the deal. Isn't that it? No, there's something else that goes into it because I remember. Yeah, in, I know it's not just whiskey and water. No, um, in an episode of New Girl, when Cece starts being a bartender, uh, somebody asks her for an old fashioned, and she has no idea how to make it. And Schmidt like uh, whispers to her like all of the things that go into it so that she can make it, and it's kind of flirty and cute. The old fashioned is a cocktail made by muddling sugar with bitters and water, adding whiskey and garnishing with an orange slice or zest and a cocktail cherry. Mm, cherry. Yeah, that's that does sound old. Ingredients, one and one half ounce of bourbon or rye whiskey, one sugar cube, two dashes angostura bitters, and few dashes plain water. Mm. And it does look like sometimes it gets a big... Ice cube, big although ice it cube. might be a sugar cube. I don't, I don't know. Sugar cube's not very big. No. Um, fascinating. If it's you got old an old-fashioned, could I eat the cherry from it? No. What? You if won't... I got an old-fashioned, do you think I want to drink it? I don't know. You think I'm not getting it just for the cherry? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can get it for the orange. Just because I'm older than you doesn't mean that I want to drink alcohol now. <laughs> I turned 29. I still don't want it. <laughs> Maybe when you're checked. 31. I haven't checked. Maybe when I'm 30. 31. 31. Yeah. Why? It's like a whole decade after becoming legally eligible oh, to drink. yeah. That's true. Eligible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I signed up at 21. It just hasn't, like my my, my license hasn't come in yet. Um, still waiting on the application to, to process. But I think the thing with old fashioned being the drink, right, mm-hmm. is that doesn't really super grammatically makes sense quite in the way that you'd want Mm -hmm. because like people don't like whiskey because they think it's old fashioned, which is like, I guess like that's just like technically true information. Mm -hmm. Right. But it doesn't feel like it's making use of old fashioned in, in the best way possible. Like, I guess this is a way to put it right. If you have a double meaning for a phrase, Mm -hmm. each meaning has a certain context in which it makes sense. And those contexts are usually going to be different sizes. So like the amount of stuff that's relative to alcohol is smaller than the amount of stuff that's related to just old, like from a bunch of years ago, right? There's so much more stuff that's old than stuff that's alcohol. Like, yeah, so if you start with alcohol and then you like, take it into the past, it's like, okay, alcohol, past, prohibition, old-fashioned. Like, there's only a certain number of things where if you start at alcohol and then add the context of the past, you, you like, you narrow that down quite a lot. But if you start with in the past and then you narrow it down to alcohol, like, you're starting from a larger group and then narrowing it down to the same area, which means that it would be more surprising to like set something up that doesn't include alcohol already, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you went into an antique store and you were like, I'm looking for something old fashioned, right? You're not thinking alcohol. You're in an antique store, you're thinking old, right? So then if you introduce old fashioned, it's more surprising because alcohol isn't mentioned. But if you're like in a bar and you said, 
I'm looking for like a vintage whiskey. And you said, oh, how about an old fashioned? Because that's vintage and whiskey, right? You already have a smaller group of context for the things you're looking for. So it's less surprising. So I suppose the thing that I'm getting to here is that if you have a double meaning, identify which double meaning has more potential things you could be talking about to get there. Like that, you're looking at me <laughs> like it's not going through. Um, I'm just trying to summarize because I've never thought about this before. Mm -hmm. So this is just me verbally processing and now I want to get to the conclusion. If you have a double meaning and each thing has separate contexts at which you can arrive at one of those two meanings, I think it would be better to start with the side of context that has more stuff involved with it because there are more potential places to go when you narrow down those categories. And I feel like this would be, this would make a lot of sense if I had like something visual to go along with it. So maybe I'll like draw something up. I don't know. Yeah, you'd just be the meme of that guy with like the board and like all of the strings connected to pins and uh -huh. pictures and stuff. That's just you. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If that makes sense to you, email me at edjdpodcast at gmail.com because I like thinking about that, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I feel like I explained it in a way where I'm kind of getting to it, but I might have to like think about it and really solidify it. I don't know. That's 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 interesting. Let's do another joke. Yeah, there's a lot of words that happen there. I am talking to you, yeah. so um, if something doesn't make sense, you're welcome to ask a clarifying question. Yeah, I think... You started, you heard something, a word and started thinking about something else and missed a few of the things I said? I, yeah, I think I just like zoned out for a second, mm -hmm. and then when I zoned back in, none of it was making sense anymore. I was like, mm, okay... Yeah, I'm talking to you. You're allowed to say, hold on, I missed something and run it back. And because if I'm talking, I know when you stop understanding what I'm saying because your face does nothing. <laughs> My face does a thing? Your face. No, it does nothing. Oh, it does nothing. It does nothing. Oh. It just, it's just, imagine you're, you're not making an expression. It's mm -hmm. that. <laughs> What's the next joke? Oh, I was the robot couple's anniversary in the fall. The robot? Couples anniversary yeah. in the fall. Yeah. Hmm. Is this related to like a, a specific event that happens in the fall? No. No? Hmm. So it's not like leaves changing, not mm -hmm. like Thanksgiving or Halloween. It's in the fall. So is it related to like one of those months? No. Hmm. A robot couple's anniversary. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. They were automated. Okay. <laughs> I get it. Can you tell me the setup again? Why was the robot and the robot couple's anniversary in the fall? Because they were automated. Yeah. Hmm. That's that's good. <laughs> so that's one of the uh so a lot of like battle rap punchlines are this type of wordplay where it's kind of like a one and a half meaning where it's like they were mated in the autumn. They are autumn mated. They are robots, which are automated, but their anniversary being in the fall doesn't have to do with them being automatons, mm -mm. right? So it's like that wordplay makes sense both ways when you say it, but it doesn't make sense. Like if you removed automated 
from that than saying like, why was their anniversary in the fall? Because they were automated. That would be like, that's nothing. Because them being automated doesn't have anything to do with that, right? Mm -hmm. I think that is a kind of wordplay that is like totally fine and really interesting. It's just like, just that level below, right? Like if you could come up with a reason why them having gotten together in the fall would have to do with their automation, mm-hmm. right? So it more, it would have to be like, why were, why was the robot couple programmed? Or like, why did the robot couple have to celebrate in the fall? Mm-hmm. Because they were automated, which means that like the automation now relates to the setup because they have to do it mm-hmm. right so in that way you go from that like one and a half to cleanly two where like if you took away one of the meetings it would still make sense mm-hmm. and that sometimes is like one of the like that's the big separation between a thing that is like quite good and a thing that is really good mm-hmm. yeah wow i'm getting real analytical today i think this is because i took a nap <laughs> My brain is like actually at full capacity in a way that it hasn't been for a lot of podcasts we've done. Yeah. Because I've just been so sleepy on Mondays mm-hmm. lately. What's the difference between a yellow cab and a green cab in New York City? A yellow cab and a green cab. I don't, is a green, did, is a green cab a real thing? Mm-hmm. Green cab. You've been to the city more times than I have. That's true, but you got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I don't think a green cab is a, I don't think a green cab is a thing. Maybe it is. Are you getting a, there is a green cab. There's a green cab Syracuse and there's a green cab like in New York city. Go to images. See, is it like actually like a, I think it was like a neon. Oh yeah, it is green. Oh yeah. I guess I've seen that kind of thing. Okay. So this is a, this, these are real things, but it probably, is it a color thing? Like, is it has to do with, like, the properties of that color? Um, no. Um, because the, the green you're more likely to get blue in. No. No. See, that would be a color-related thing, but it isn't that. Is it something to do with, like, cab and cabbage? Mm-mm. Green cabbage? It's produce. It's produce? Mm-hmm. Oh, a yellow cab and a green cab. Is it, like, a banana thing? Yeah. The green cabs haven't ripened yet. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's cute. I like that. I think that's that's quite good. Yeah. Um, I think that'd be fun to tell to a kid, like if you're in New York City. Yeah, it's not like I think that one doesn't work so much as like a question answer joke. Mm-hmm. That one works as like a if you were looking at them, you know, it'd be like ah. Those ones haven't ripened. Like just because you can see them next to each other, you already get that. I think that's mm-hmm. that would be the best place to do that one. And then that's great. I yeah. would do that joke, I think. Yeah, I can um, see you doing that. Reminds me of um, the Mitch Hedberg joke. It's like stoplights are kind of like the opposites of bananas because green means go, yellow means slow, and red means stop. But on a banana, yellow means go, Green means hold on, and red means where the hell did you get that banana at? <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like that's the kind of Mitch Hedberg joke that people don't parody as much. Yeah. Where he just has like, like when you listen to his delivery, it's like a little different than what I had in my mind a lot of the times when I was parodying him. Mm-hmm. Like 
he does a lot of like that emphasis on the last word. Where'd you get that banana at? Yeah. Where it's just, uh, it's a little less intuitive than you'd think. And so a lot of the times I think when people parody it, they're not actually like really doing the like form that he does. It's more sort of like the vibe, but most yeah. people can only parody vibe. They can't parody form. Yeah. Um, so God, we don't have a comedy review, but it would be funny to, to review that one fucking mountain goats parody that went viral. Did you see that one? Which one? The one where it was like person playing guitar without a shirt on. And they like, they had lines that were like make wordplay based off of underwear and underwear and, I, he was like, I hate my wife. Something about Appleton, Wisconsin. It was like... I think I did see that. Yeah, very much a like... A lot of people in the comments being like, you thought we could ju- you could just post a Mountain Goat song and we wouldn't be... We wouldn't notice. And it's like, I don't think anyone who listens to the Mountain Goats regularly thinks that sounds like what a Mountain Goat song sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like a caricature parody of the Mountain Goats, which is a different thing, which I think is like a really boring way to do parody. Yeah. The thing that I love about Weird Al is how fucking accurate his production is. Mm -hmm. And like he does everything. He's he's using the, oh, I guess there's really, there's like, there's a, um, there's fair use parody, Mm -hmm. right? And this is something I think people don't realize is that the only way parody is fair use is if you are parodying the thing that you're parodying. Like if you're making fun of the thing you're parodying, Mm -hmm. then that is allowable. That's criticism. But if you're using the form of the thing you're parodying to make fun of something else, then that doesn't work. Mm -hmm. That's not fair use, right? So like when Weird Al does party in the CIA, Mm -hmm. that's not making fun of Miley Cyrus. Mm -hmm. That's making fun of the CIA. So that's not fair use. Okay. But like smells like Nirvana where he's making fun of Nirvana, that is fair use. And like caricature parody where you're actually like making fun of the thing you're parodying, Mm -hmm. that is like copyright Mm -hmm. okay, but it's usually a lot more boring. I was thinking of like the key of awesome. Mm -hmm. They do a lot of uh fair use parody where it's like actually making fun of the thing yeah like they're making fun of like taylor swift and like kesha and like those sorts of yeah and you like showed the, me the, the tiktok artist, one yeah. and i i just like i think the thing about that is when you're making fun of that person or that like artist that's often so much less interesting because then people have to do a bad job to show why they're making fun of that thing and then the actual thing you've created is less enjoyable to listen to. Yeah. Right? Because once you get over the sort of like, they are bad. It's like, what value do you have in listening to a thing that's purposefully bad? Yeah. Also a reason why I think doing a goofy voice in a comedy song is usually a bad idea. Unless it's specifically strengthening the thing. Which is why uh, Jordan and I do this sort of fake Irish accents in our, our Lyman Odie parody. Yeah. And speaking of Odie. Ooh. I didn't even plan that. We don't have a comedy review or comedy news. So we're doing a different segment. The comedy news is that Joe Rogan thinks that no good comedy has happened since The Hangover. Um, that's the end of it. That's the last. He, prob- he probably watched The Hangover and then like experienced ayahuasca related ego death. And now he just can't enjoy anything anymore. <laughs> like, maybe it's a him thing. Anyway, come on in, come to the place where fun never 
Scrams? Scrams. Come on in, it's time to party with Garfield's insults, put downs, and slams. We're dipping back into Garfield's insults, put downs, and slams. What are you looking at, squid face? Arm yourself with an arsenal of wit and wisecracks. And today, since it's episode 80, I went over and I looked at page 80, and uh, it's, got a, it's got a fun little top 10 list making fun of Odie the dumb dog. He's not a dumb dog. He is canonically quite dumb. <laughs> He's just a dog. That, I guess that's, that's just how they are. <laughs> Oof. Dog lovers are, hate, are getting so mad at us. Also, I think after we do this comedy review, we might have to just jump to Ziggy jokes because we are going to see a movie and we got to leave the house. Um, we can push it, though. We can we can rush, but then top 10 reasons why Odie can't read. He's a dog. Um, oh, we'll see. We'll see if that one, if that's a good prediction. <laughs> Number 10, had a tough time just learning to breathe. That's pretty good. Number nine, illiterate Marmaduke, a bad influence. I think that's another famous dog yeah. who's also maybe dumb. Eight, didn't want to learn from teacher, just wanted to lick her face. Kind of problematic, actually. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, number seven, poor curriculum. Too much Beowulf, not enough Huckleberry Hound. Okay. Hmm. Um, actually, my, my real-life friend Odie, short for Odin, was showing me all the books that he had read this year, and it was like, you know, this book released like 2021, this book released like 1959, and they had read Beowulf, and it was really funny just seeing released 900. Yeah. <laughs> I think I had to read Beowulf for like my mid civ class in college. I don't uh, honestly, yeah, it's like sure, I guess books written that long ago still have value. Look at all the people who like the Bible, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like really, we don't have a better Beowulf now. Um, number six was sick that day. When you see somebody you like and you want to eat them, Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> I took my girl out to <laughs> I took my girl out to an old fashioned dinner. You know that Beowulf. <laughs> um actually that's one of my favorite like things about AAVE that you see a lot in battle rap is that um the uh just a schwa sound like bay uh, mm-hmm. uh um reads as will mm. like like you don't have to say bail you yeah. say bay a wolf like bay wood wolf yeah but there's like the, it's like it's it really has to be that shortened it's like really hard to like counterintuitively like get back to there but like the that uh can just be like the contraction ll mm-hmm. which i think is amazing like my bay will wolf which doesn't work but my bay a wolf my bay a wolf that down yeah. That it just sounds fine, right? Um, number five, paper training gave him a low opinion of print matter. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's true. You'd be like, hey, piss on this. You'd be like, okay, I guess that's not that's really funny. Number four, television. <laughs> so real. That's just commentary on society. Came from one of those jock pet shops. <laughs> Number two, tough to decipher drool-soaked pages. 
Yeah. And number one, three words, just plain stupid. Oh, because he's a dog. Yeah. That, I mean, I think the thing about those is that there's not a lot, you can't really like take a lot from those and use them in your regular life unless you're specifically insulting a dog. Yeah. But I do like the idea of someone's dog doing something stupid and like saying that like, they because must've... they watch too much television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually, you could say that. Yeah. Just Your in general. Dog walks too much TV. No. He, he, yeah. If somebody does something stupid, you'd be like, they just watch too much TV. Mm-hmm. Or just, I do. Yeah. Um, you know, like, oh yeah, he never learned to, uh, my dog just never learned to whatever. And you say, uh, he must've been sick that day. I think is is actually quite good. You could use that. Uh, let's get back to the, the regular pod. What relation is a doormat to a doorstep? Is this like a stepfather thing? Yes. Is Matt the stepfather? No, it's a step farther. It's a step farther. Yeah. A, de- a, a, a doormat. To a doorstep. Is a step farther? Yeah. I guess that's, I mean, I suppose that's true if you're leaving a house. Yeah. Stepfather. Is, is it supposed to be doing stepfather? It must be because it says relation, right? Yeah. Hmm. I don't hate that. I think that's good. I've heard that before, that kind of thing. And that's not like a, it's not a super compelling way of, of delivering it. But I like that. I think the issue really comes from like, it's kind of hard to convey that to like doorstep. Mm-hmm. Like, like it's hard to, like you can't do doorstep really without, like, because you need that to set up the stepfather thing, mm-hmm. but you also, then you're saying doorstep, stepfather. Like, it's immediately right next to each other. Yeah. So it's kind of difficult to avoid that, like, not repeating thing that you often want to do. This maybe you could do, like, a front porch mm-hmm. and doormat. Yeah. If you haven't set up step in one way, mm-hmm. then I think the stepfather isn't subverting anything mm-hmm. necessarily. Which means that you kind of just have to like go off the. That's why I think that one has to do with a lot of like the delivery, right? Mm-hmm. Like I did that TikTok, which was like, it's not my real goal, it's my step goal. Yeah. You know, I think that that's the like, that's not my real something is a way of setting up step something. Yeah. Tim Vine has a joke like, that's not my, that's not my real cowboy hat, that's my stepson. Yeah. But I don't know if people. I, d- I honestly Does didn't Tim Vine do Yeah. When I do when I go up on my on my toes. Have we not actually like watched a whole thing? Mm-mm. We'll have to. Sometime. I haven't watched any Tim Vine with you. Really? Yeah. Wow. I showed it to Opal and Z did not care for it. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Showed it to Charlie. Charlie loved it. But yeah, when I do the when I go up on my and I do the huh, sort of thing where I go up on my tiptoes, mm-hmm. um, he does that. Okay. Yeah. What if he's only ever done it once? He might not do just... it in Stetson. But I think sometimes it has to do with the fact that he is more clearly indicating that the joke is intended to, like, the joke is that the joke doesn't work cleanly, mm-hmm. right? That's why he does it for, like, um, Chardonnay and Neighbor and Lawnmower, like that joke that he does where he, he incorporates the going up on his tiptoes as a thing to indicate that this is joke, mm-hmm. right? So he knows that it, it's like a, I think it's like a really subtle and interesting body movement. Next joke, please. 
How does good King Wenceslaus like his pizzas? Um, what does he do? He said a, a deep and thick and even or something like that? Deep pan, crisp, and even. Deep pan, crisp. <laughs> I'm going real. I don't know who this guy is. Um, is he a church guy? No. So there's a Christmas carol that's... Okay. Church. Good King Wenceslaus looked out on the feast of Stephen. Something like that. It's I think I first I'm doing it to the tune of Yankee Doodle Dandy, but I don't know if it necessarily is. Um, and then it's like he the snow is described as deep and crisp and even. Mm, deep pan. Deep pan. Crisp and even. Crisp and even. It's clean. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I. You know what? The place I would put that joke if you were doing a TV show in. Like you were doing a Christmas pizza restaurant kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a Christmas movie has a pizza restaurant in it, uh, something like that. And it would you would just get a call and it's like... Um, oh, the Muppets. Sure. The Muppets could do it. And and so they would be like, um, I got one here that's a, a deep pan, crisp and even. And it's like, oh, that's for Wenceslaw or something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Or like, all right, yeah, one pie, deep pan, crisp and even. All right, thank you, Mr. Wenceslaw. Or like, can I get a name for that? Wenceslaw, got it. You know, something where it's like, you'd have to go back and reinterpret mm-hmm. deep pan, crisp and even. You'd be like, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's a really good place to do it. Or just like that's on like one of the little uh, tags that they like put to like an order sheet or whatever that's like hung up in the restaurant, mm-hmm. something like that. That would be a cool place to put that joke. You want a computer joke? Let's compute it up. Jokes from the computer. Jokes a computer told to me. Computer jokes? What's the Tooth Fairy's favorite dance? Is it like Sugar Plum? No. Because it's the sh- dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies, and sugar helps teeth come out, probably. Or actually destroys teeth, so maybe maybe the Tooth Fairy wouldn't want that. Hmm. Um, flossing? Yep. It's flossing. Boo. Yeah. Um, the only thing that has to do with floss is uh, that joke was so bad. F. Loss. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Pay respects. F in the chat. Press F to pay respects. Do you know what that's from? Mm, Fortnite. No. It's actually, it's a really funny, like, uh, societal, like, F now means that something bad has happened. Yeah. It's su- I think that's really funny, but it's making fun of like I want to say it was like a Call of Duty game mm. where there's like an opening cut scene where you are at a funeral mm-hmm. for some reason and it, you get a like quick t- like a prompt comes up that says press F to pay respects. <laughs> and so now that's just like a thing that people do. Like F now means like Pay respects. Where's F on a video game controller? Uh, on a keyboard. On a keyboard. Okay. Yeah. You play Call of Duty on the computer? Yes, you can. Okay. Yeah. That's funny. It is really it funny. Is funny. It's it's I think it's so cool that it's now just a ingrained within like youth society thing that people yeah. don't know where it's come it comes from, but it makes sense. Yeah. Like F you know. I wasn't too far off. No, not really. Fortnite's Fortnite. video game. Yeah. The, fighting. I mean, it's a video game with fighting. Yeah. It's basically the same the thing as Call of yeah. Duty. It's just, it would now be like, it's real. I love the fact that it's making, it comes from the fact that these game designers did a stupid thing, which is put a 
propped up so that you like take your hat off and pay respects to a dead body. Yeah. Like in a funeral. Anyway, this has been Evan Diem's Joke Doctor. If you want to celebrate me for my birthday, which was yesterday as we're recording this, but was last week as you're probably listening to this, go listen to my music. Evan DM, Distant Pulses, that's an album that's great. More to Read is an album that's great. Buy his music on Bandcamp. Go to Bandcamp and buy it. Um, I think you just go to evandm.com. That might still direct yeah. there. And uh, if you want to cherish Sarah, which you can do anytime, not just on my birthday, go to at uh, Sarah ABTW. And that's Sarah with an H. And if and you want to give me money, I have my tip jar set up on Twitter. Do you really? Yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> It's come in handy. People yeah. have given me money before. Really? Yeah. My God. Patreon.com slash joke doctor. Sign up for other content, I guess. I'll probably do like a big episode. I feel like the thing that I need to do is just like five episodes at a time every month mm-hmm. because I'm if I'm not going to remember to do it consistently. But if I get into doing it, yeah. you know, um, and uh, email us edjdpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to have emails to start with. And if you haven't emailed us in a while, you can literally just say hi. Yeah. Or share a funny thing you saw. Yeah. That's fine. That's what Sarah does to me all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have this podcast, basically. Yeah. If I didn't share funny things with you, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be here. All right. That's the end of the podcast. And as we always say at this point, if it ain't joke. Don't fix it. We're going to go watch The Boy and the Heron. Boys. Mm. Herons. You like boys, and I like when her on. (laughs) Her on what? You'll never know. (laughs) 